Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening. Tonight, Lady Esther takes exceptional pride in presenting the Screen Guild players in Philip Berry's delightful modern classic, The Philadelphia Story. It stars the three brilliant players who made the story so memorable on the screen, Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn, and Jimmy Stewart. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Philadelphia Story. Tracy Lord's first marriage to C.K. Dexter Haven was dissolved by a vigorous right to the jaw. And now Tracy is about to be married again. The season's most important event to mainline society in Philadelphia and streamline journalism in New York. Which brings us to the office of Mr. Kidd, owner and editor of Spy Magazine. Miss Simbry, you'll take your camera, of course. Uh, Connor, you'll take your own special talents. Where? Yeah, what's the deal? Your assignment will be Spy's most sensational achievement, Tracy Lord. Tracy Big Lord. game hunting in Africa, fox hunting in Pennsylvania, married on impulse and divorced in rage. And always unapproachable by the press. The unapproachable Miss Lord. I don't care if you the think The Philadelphia story. Closed with the portals of snobbish fox hunting, uh... No, 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 wait. No Hunter of Foxes is Spy Magazine. Nevertheless, presented for the first time, quote, a wedding day inside mainline society. Or what the kitchen maid saw through the keyhole, unquote, huh? You're the writer, Connor. I'm only the publisher. All right, publisher, take this. Quote, no Hunter of Buckshot on the rear is cagey, crafty Connor, unquote. Close paragraph. Close job, close bank account. Look, Mr. Kidd, how could we even get inside the estate, let alone into the house? Oh, it's been arranged. Miss Wallace? Yes, sir? Send him in, please. Now, Liz, now, wait a minute. We won't do it. It's degrading, demeaning, undignified. So is an empty stomach. Now, just relax. We'll have to... Hello. Who are you? Connor, this gentleman has been employed in our Buenos Aires office. I believe he can help us. How? Tracy Lord's brother, Junius, is in the American embassy down there, and an old friend of this gentleman... He'll introduce you to the family as an intimate friend of Junius. Dear old Junius, hmm? Oh, does Tracy Lord know this guy? Oh, yes. Yes, you might say Tracy and I grew up together. You might also say you're C.K. Dexter Haven, and you were Tracy Lord's first husband. Yes, you might. Holy mucka, what goes on here? Oh, I remember that honeymoon very well, Mr. Dexter Haven. You and she in a little sailboat. 
The true love, wasn't it? That's right. How did you know? I was the one photographer whose camera you didn't smash. You were terribly nice about it. You threw it in the ocean. Oh, one of those, huh? Yes, that's right. I rather thought our honeymoon was our own business. Incidentally, he paid for all the cameras, Mike. I got a sweet letter of apology, too. Oh, always a gentleman, huh? I wouldn't count on that. Now then, uh, what are the plans? The wedding is Saturday, this is Thursday, they should spend tomorrow night as guests of the Lord. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's something screwy here. Now, if he's resigned, why is he doing this and let... Uh-oh, oh 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 I get it, mister. Oh, you want to get even with your ex-bride, huh? As one gentleman to another, that may be exactly what I want. I'll have a car pick you up in North Philadelphia tomorrow noon. Good day. Uh well, what you, well, how do you like that? He just walks out on us, just as though we were... Had, was... A handkerchief, Mike. There's a little spit in your eye. It shows. Oh, dear, so many things to do in so little time. Tracy, when you finish listing those wedding presents... Mother, how do you spell omelette? Two L's, two M's, one or the other. Omelette? That's a funny wedding present. Dinah, dear, it's an omelette dish. This one... It stinks. Oh, darling, don't say stinks. If necessary, smells, but only if absolutely necessary. Mother, if I ever finish writing down... Oh, this lamp, isn't it awful? Yeah, let me see that card. Oh, yes, friends of your father's. Wouldn't you know? What are they, tap dancers or just musical comedy producers? Tracy, that's hardly fair to your father's interest in the arts. The arts, the art of putting up a fortune to display the shapely legs of some... Tracy, please. Well, I'm certainly glad George isn't like that. Mother, isn't George an angel? George is an angel. Is he handsome or is he not? George is handsome. I like Dexter. Really? Why don't you stop the wedding? How? Get smallpox. Don't, please. Don't give her any ideas, Tracy. Now, Dinah. Gee, Tracy's always so mean about Dexter. Well, darling, he was rather mean to her. Did he really sock her? Dinah. Really, Mother, if I don't choke her before Saturday... That'd stop the wedding, wouldn't it? It would not. You're supposed to be riding, young lady. Yes, Dinah, they must be waiting at the stable. All right, all right. Mother. Yes, dear. How do you get smallpox? Dinah, please go. Oh, I'm going, I'm going. Now then, Tracy, let's get those lists finished. And we... Mother. Mother. That whistle. Dexter! Dexter, you're back! Dinah, my dream girl, my own true love. Oh, no, it can't be. He wouldn't dare. Mother, look, he's here. Mother, it's Dexter. Well, hello. Dexter Haven, you go right back where you came from. I can't. Dinah says it's too awful here without me. Redhead, if you don't look in the pink. Much too nice for George. If you think you can walk in here and... Uh, Dexter, tell me, how is Junius? Oh, Junius is fine. Heartbroken, of course, not to be here for the wedding. I suggested representing him as best man, but... Dexter, I appreciate your offer, but I'm afraid George would prefer to have his best man sober. Ah, yes, yes. Well, I'm sure you'll like the people Junius did send. People? The... The junior sent, did you say? Yes, Miss Imbry and Mr. Connor. They're waiting now in the South Parlor. You really ought to tell them what rooms they're to have. Rooms? Dexter, have you switched from liquor to dope by any chance? Well, it was Junius's idea, you see. They've been terribly nice to him, and when they said they were coming to Philadelphia... Dexter Haven, you're lying. I can always tell. Hmm. Can you, Red? Yes, you have a habit of just a minute now. You went to work after the divorce, didn't you? Well, not right after. First, I tested several hundred bottles of bourbon. But after that, after that, you took a job in South, South America. What for? A magazine. Ah, uh, and it wasn't by any chance spy magazine. Oh, you're just a mass of intuition. And I don't suppose Junius's friends are photographers by any chance. Well, not exactly by chance. I thought chance. you were low, Dex, but I never thought, oh, you... Ah, uh, no, you're slipping red. 
I used to be afraid of that look, the withering glance of the goddess. I didn't think that alcohol would destroy your last shred of decency so soon. I ought to... Tracy, please, Dinah. Oh, Mother, not yet. Come along, dear. You're late for your ride. But, Mother, maybe he's going to sock her again. Dex, I'll have no argument about this. I want those people out of here, and you too. Yes, Your Majesty, but first, could I interest you in some small blackmail? No, you... What? Here you are, galley proofs. An article complete with snapshots, details, and insinuations ready for publication in Spy. About your father and that dancer in New York. Father and Tina Mara? But they can't, they can't publish this. It's got to be stopped. Well, it is stopped temporarily, if you'll allow Miss Imbry and Mr. Connor to turn in the story on your wedding. And when Mr. Kidd says story, he means story. I'm going to be sick. Yes, dear. An intimate day with a society bride. I am sick. Too bad. Well, they're in the South Parlor, Your Majesty. Shall I conduct you in? Don't bother, please. I'm sure I know the way. <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm Tracy Lord, though I suppose you know that, but any friend of Junius's is a friend of... So nice having you with us. We're happy to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure. Too bad Junius couldn't be here. At least one male member of the family, too. Hey, uh, where's your father? Darling, Papa, I do hope you'll stay for my wedding. Yes, we'd like to. Yeah, that was more or less the idea. The house is rather a mess, of course, but we'll try to make you as comfortable as... Oh, what a cunning little camera. Wait, uh, I take pictures with it. <laughs> Well, I hope you'll take loads. Dear Papa and Mama aren't allowing any reporters in, that is, except for little Mr. Grace, who does the social news. Mr. Connor, can you imagine a grown-up man sinking so low? No, it does seem pretty bad. <laughs> You're a sort of a, a writer, aren't you, Mr. Connor? No, sort of. A book? Mm-hmm, yeah. Under what name do you publish? My own, Macaulay Connor. Just try and call me that. <laughs> I won't. What's the Macaulay for? Well, my father taught English history. I'm Mike to my friends. Of whom you have many, I'm sure. <laughs> English history. It's always fascinated me. Cromwell, Robin Hood, Jack the Ripper. Where did he teach? I mean, your father. Well, he, in a high school in South Bend, Indiana. South Bend. It sounds like dancing, doesn't it? <laughs> And this is, this is your first visit to Philadelphia, a quaint old place, don't you think? Odd customs and such, where the scrapples eat biddle on Sunday. <laughs> but then you're still quite young. Well, I don't know about that. I'm 30. Really? One book isn't much for a man of 30. <laughs> I don't mean to criticize. You probably have other interests outside your work. No, none. Unless, unless... Uh, oh, unless... oh, how sweet. <laughs> Are you two going together? Well, sort of. Engaged, well, yeah. I presume. Uh, no, no, but... Uh, but, but very much in love. Oh, isn't that a little personal? Is it? Well, it's so very interesting, Miss Imbrick. Miss Imbrick, if a man says he loves a girl, don't you think he ought to marry her? Hey, now, just a look. Please, Mr. Uh, Connor. Uh, I asked Miss Imbrick a question. Well, <laughs> it depends. I'm disappointed, Miss Imbrick. I've been very frank with you. However, I'll send the butler to show you your rooms. You'll join us, I hope, at the swimming pool. Ah. Wow. That's what I say. Well, Who's I just, interviewing whom? Yeah, yeah, just study, old girl. Now, don't let her throw you. You want to take over? Mm, I want to go home. But uh, since I'm on the job, I'll settle for the swimming pool. And then she came out and he wandered in and then, then, then. Oh. Find out. Uh, oh, Mr. Connor. Yeah, you said to come down here. I didn't mean to interrupt your reading. It's nothing important, I hope. I... You bet. It's very important. It's your book. Oh? Oh. 
Well, I didn't know you had it. Well, I didn't. I sent to the library for it. Oh. Well, you like it? I like it very much, especially the story called With the Rich and Mighty. I think I like that one best. Really? Well, I, uh, I got the title from a Spanish peasant's proverb, With the Rich and Mighty, Always a Little Patience. I like that. Tell me something, will you, Connor? When you can write a book like this, how can you possibly do anything else? Well, you'll never believe it, but there are people in this world that have to earn a living. Yeah, yeah of course, but people buy books, don't they? Not if there's a library around. That book re- represents two solid years' work. Not netted Connor less than... Oh, heck, that's Dexter. Look, stand by, will you, Connor? I don't want to be alone with him. Well, well, there you are. Funny, just where I thought you'd be. Fancy seeing you here. Orange juice? Certainly. Don't tell me you've forsaken your beloved whiskey and whiskies. No, but I think a pale pastel shade would be a better color for me today. And how about you, Mr. Connor? You drink, don't you? Alcohol, I mean. Mm, well, no. A little, and you a writer? Dexter, will you do something for me? Anything, Red? What? Crawl into some small hole until after the wedding? Oh, I couldn't do that. At least not until I've... uh... Connor, don't miss a word. Don't miss a word. We're going to talk about me. Why not? You find the subject fascinating. You're far and away your favorite person in the world. Of course, Mr. Connor, she's generous to a fault. To a fault, Mr. Connor. Except to other people's faults. For instance, to what used to be my deep and gorgeous thirst. It was disgusting. A uh, weakness, sure. And strength is your religion. Well, when I realized I was not expected to be a loving husband and a good companion, but a kind of a high priest to a virgin goddess. Dexter, you... Well, then my drinks grew more frequent and deeper, that's all. Connor, don't you let him make you think why he's gone. <laughs> I like him. Dexter, what are you trying to make me out as? Red, what do you fancy yourself as? What are you trying to do with this marriage to George? How can you even think of it? George Kittredge is everything you're not. He's been poor and he's had to work and he's had to fight for everything and I love him as I never even began to love you. Really? Well, you really are in love. Yes, I am, and you needn't sound so contemptuous. I'm not red, never of you. You could be the finest woman in the world if you just learned to have some regard for human frailty. If only you'd slip a little sometime. But I guess that's hopeless. Your sense of inner divinity won't allow that. This goddess must and shall remain intact. (laughs) This woman must represent her class, a special class, the married maidens. So help me, Dexter, if you say another word... Tracy! Darling, you there by the pool? George... That's a new high priest. I'll run along. (laughs) Here, Red, I brought you a little wedding present. Sorry I had no ribbon to tie it up with. So long, Red. A present? I wonder what... Oh. Oh, there you are, my dear. I thought I'd run over and... Tracy, aren't you going to say hello? Yeah, yeah. Hello, George. What's that you've got? Oh, a wedding present from Dex. A photograph? A picture of the true love. The, the what? We sailed her up the coast of Maine and back the summer we were married. My, she was yar. Yar? What's that? It means, oh, easy to handle, quick to the helm, fast, bright. Everything a boat should be until it develops dry rot. Oh, George. Oh, there now, he'll not upset you anymore. He never appreciated you anyway. How could he? Anyone as wonderful as you. George. It's what I've always thought from the first time I saw you. You're like some marvelous, distant old queen, I guess. There's kind of beautiful purity about you. George. It's what everyone feels. They worship you, darling. George, listen, I don't want to be worshipped. I want to be loved. Oh, you're that, too. I mean, really loved. Of course. And now I'll have to hurry, darling. Big party tonight, you know. I'll pick you up around now. Well, I, I... Connor. Hey, Connor. 
Are you around here somewhere? Yeah, here in the dressing room. Are you calling me? Yes, I was. Connor, do you ever take a drink? A drink? Oh, yes, yes, sometimes. Well, that's good. Let's go in and open a bottle of champagne. The second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild show starring Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, and Jimmy Stewart will follow in a moment. Now, a word from Lady Esther. Have you heard what's new and smart in Easter hats? There are lots of styles to choose from. Adorable little hats made entirely of flowers, perky bowlers with rolled-up brims, bewitching bonnets to frame your face with beauty. But here's the one style note that's most important. The new spring hats are worn back off your forehead. They give the world a good look at your face. Well, now, how about your skin? Will it have a lovely springtime look to show the world? It will if you use my new spring face powder shade called Bridal Pink. Lady Esther Bridal Pink is fashion right for spring and beauty right for you. Now, at last, you don't have to worry about which shade of face powder is right for you. Here, for the first time, is one shade of face powder that's right for four basic types of skin. If you're a blonde, Bridal Pink will dramatize your blondness, make your skin look softer, more alluring. If you're a brunette... Lady Esther Bridal Pink will intensify the contrast, make you look so much more romantic. If you're a brownette, Bridal Pink will give an exciting lift to your whole appearance. And if you're a redhead, Bridal Pink will wake up your skin, give it the life and warmth it needs to go with your hair. Buy a box of Bridal Pink tomorrow. Don't wait for spring. Start now to use this lovelier face powder shade, which makes even a bride look more romantic. And now Lady Esther presents the second act of the Philadelphia story starring Jimmy Stewart, Catherine Hepburn, and Cary Grant. Well, that bottle of champagne was just the first. Later, at the party on a neighboring estate, Tracy and Mike sampled quite a few more until George departed in a huff and left Mike to escort Tracy home. That's where we find them now, just arriving with a bottle they brought along for the road. Well, well, here we are, Professor. You know, it's funny I never noticed this lake before. <laughs> Silly, that's a swimming pool. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you, know, you know, champagne's tricky. I'm used to bourbon. Bourbon's a slap on the back. Champagne, champagne's a... A heavy mist before my eyes. A quick swim will fix that. Dexter and I always swam after parties. Well, let's forget about Dexter. Have a drink now. Why not? Mike, Mike, do you hear a telephone ringing? I did a little while ago. No, I can't hear it. Well, now. Yes, I do. No. Well, it's very far away. Mm -hmm. That's my bedroom telephone, and it's probably George. I'd better go in. and. No. No, it stopped. Fine. Drink your champagne. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. <laughs> Hello. 
you. <laughs> Hello. You look fine. I feel fine. <laughs> Did you like the party? Sure. The prettiest sight in this fine, pretty world. The privileged class enjoying its privilege, privilege, privileges. You're a snob, Connor. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, Tracy. Hey, you, you can't marry that guy. George, I'm going to. Why not? Well, you don't match up. Professor, you're stepping out of character. My mistake. Oh, don't apologize. Who's apologizing? Really, I never knew such a man. I guess I never knew a girl like you, Tracy. Yeah? Tracy, you're wonderful. There's a magnificence in you. My... A magnificence that comes out of your eyes and in your voice and in the way you stand and the way you walk. There's fires banked down in you, Tracy. Hearth fires and holocausts. I... You, you don't think I'm like a goddess? You're flesh and blood. That's the blank, unholy surprise. But you're... You're the golden girl, Tracy. You're full of life and warmth and delight. Hey. Hey, what goes on? You got, got tears in your eyes. Shut up, shut up. Oh, Mike, Mike, keep talking, keep talking, talk, will you? What good is talk, Tracy? Tracy. Golly. Golly, Moses. Well, nobody's ever kissed me like that. Tracy, I want to tell you something. Please, all of a sudden I've got the shakes. Please, Tracy. It's as though my insteps were melting away. Oh, gee, what is it? Have I got feet of clay or something? Tracy, you're so lovely. Wait, I know. The pool, there's a moon and it's warm and we could go... Now? Now? Now. Mike, Mike, put me in your pocket and let's go swimming. Someone, Oh, I could hardly wait till you got here this morning. Yes, but darling, my love, are you sure it wasn't just a dream? Well, I can't be positive, but... Good morning. Well, what ho, the bride. In her wedding dress. Such a lovely day. <laughs> Is everybody fine? That's fine. Hmm. How fine are you? Well, I, don't, I don't know what's the matter with me. I can hardly open my eyes. I must have had too much sun yesterday. Man, it's awfully easy to get too much. Tracy, you're not really going to, are you? Going to what? Mary George, after last night. Last night? What are you talking about? Tracy, don't you even remember? Remember what? Well, I've been telling Dinah it was just a dream. A dream? Well, what kind of a dream? Well, last night, it was awful late, I guess. I woke up and looked out of my window, and guess what I saw? What? Mr. Connor. Mike? Uh-huh. He was sort of coming from the pool, with both arms full of something. And what do you think it turned out to be? What? You, and some clothes. And you were sort of crooning. I never crooned in my life. <laughs> then what? Well, then he carried you into the house, and I could hear him take you into your room. Mike and me? Well, I'm going crazy. I'm standing here on my own two hands and going crazy. What else? Well, after that, he... Uh, uh, good morning, everybody. Oh, well, morning, Connor. How do you feel? Hmm? Well, Mike, I... what's happened to your chin? My chin? Oh, well, you see... Tracy, I, I didn't get to tell you. When Mr. Connor came out again, George was waiting for him. No. Yes. And Mr. Connor sort of got hit on the chin. George? No, me. You, Dex, you were there, too? Good grief, why didn't you sell tickets? <laughs> uh, I... 
I'll say Dexter was there. What a clip he gave me. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Mike. I thought I'd better hit you before George did. He's in better shape than I am. Dex, Mike, will somebody please tell me what happened before I go stark raving mad? On the level, you don't know? Of course I don't know. I don't remember anything. Ah, lucky Tracy. She's drawn a blank. Shut up, Dex. Mike, you tell me. Well, Tracy, yes. Tracy, are you ready, darling? The guests are all here and the bishop's waiting. And... Oh, dear, where is George? <gasps> George? Good heavens, Tracy, I forgot he was here at ten and left this note. For me? Well, I wonder what he could have... Well, go on, read it out loud, Red. We're all friends. Yes, I will. Listen to this. Quote, Your conduct last night was so shocking to my ideals of womanhood that my attitude toward you and the prospects of a happy and useful life together... Tracy? Hello, George. Tracy, I didn't dream you. All these people... Why, it's only a letter from a friend. They're my friends, too. I, uh... I thought I ought to come and uh, and explain. I mean, I... It's clear enough, George. You're chucking me over and good riddance. Well, after all, I have a point, you know, on the very eve of your marriage. Well, just a minute, George. Mike, why don't you tell him what happened last night? Well, exactly two kisses and one late swim, after which I deposited Tracy in her room and I left. You mean... You mean to say that's all there was to it? I do. Why? Was I so terribly unattractive, Mike? So distant, so forbidding that you... No, you were extremely attractive and far from distant or forbidding, but you were also, uh, you well, were pretty pixelated red. Yeah, and, and there are rules about that. Thank you, Mike. I think men are wonderful. Oh, well, Tracy, uh... Uh, perhaps I was a little hasty, but, well, a man does expect his wife to... To behave herself naturally. To behave herself naturally. Uh... <laughs> Will you please... Well, I'm sorry. Tracy, if, if you're willing to let bygones be bygones, uh, what do you say? Goodbye, George. I beg your pardon? I said goodbye. But, but we you have see, to... you're much too good for me, George. A hundred times too good. And I make you most unhappy, most... Very well. That's how you want it. Possibly it's just as well. Good day. Well, congratulations, Red. Always that proper without a groom. Hey, we can make it proper, Tracy. Yeah, Mike? I got you into this. I'll get you out of it. Will you marry me, Tracy? No, Mike. Thank you, but... Mm-mm, no. Why not? Because I, I don't think that nice girl with a camera would like it, and I'm not sure that you would, and I'm even a little doubtful about myself. Well, there goes your wedding music, Tracy. And besides, I, I made a mistake yesterday. I opened a wedding present too soon. A present without any ribbons on it. Red. Just a picture of a boat. Boat I don't think I've ever forgotten. Red, I've got an old wedding license. The one we didn't use when we eloped. What do you say? Dex, Dex, are you sure? Not in the least, but I'll risk it, will you? And, and, and you, you wouldn't be doing it just to save my face? Why shouldn't I save it? It's a nice little face. <laughs> oh, Dex, I'll be yah this time. I promise, darling, I'll be yah. Be whatever you like. You're my redhead. Are you all set? All set. Oh, never have I been so full of love. Mike, how do I look? Like a queen, like a goddess. That's funny, Mike, because you know how I feel. For the first time in my life, like a human being. <laughs> Uh, 
Thank you, Jimmy Stewart, Cary Grant, and Catherine Hepburn for a most delightful half hour. Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. Bradley, there isn't an actor or actress in Hollywood who isn't eager to come here and take part in the great work this program does for the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house. Am I right, boys? You are right, Kate. Right. Say that again. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Hepburn. Ladies, did you ever come back from a wonderful vacation and have everyone say to you, why, you look simply marvelous, just like a new woman, so gay and fresh and vital? Well, women write and tell me that's the kind of new, fresh, vital look that comes to their skin when they try my romantic spring shade of face powder, my lovely bridal pink. You see, Lady Esther Bridal Pink is not just a new shade of face powder. It's a new kind of powder shade that ends all guesswork about the right shade for you. For this one specially blended shade has the amazing quality of flattery for every type of skin. The unique texture of my Lady Esther face powder makes it more flattering, too, because of the special way it's blended. My powder spreads a delicate film of beauty over your skin. Hides tiny lines, little blemishes, makes pores look smaller. And because Lady Esther powder is so fine and smooth, it clings far longer than ordinary face powders. Keeps your skin looking more velvety smooth. America's most beautiful women will be wearing bridal pink in the Easter parade. What shade will you be wearing? Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present The Moon is Our Home. It will star Fred McMurray and Virginia Bruce. Be sure to listen. The Philadelphia Story was produced and directed for Lady Esther by Bill Lawrence, adapted by Harry Cronman, and was presented through arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of It Happened in Brooklyn, starring Frank Sinatra, Catherine Grayson, Peter Lawford, and Jimmy Durante. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Catherine Hepburn can currently be seen in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer picture, The Sea of Grass. Cary Grant can soon be seen in Dory Sherry's RKO production, The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. James Stewart can now be seen in Liberty Films' production of Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther. Thank you, and good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>